Hello everybody, welcome to the most recent and probably your new favorite podcast about motorsports, this is Azubaland. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon and why not good evening, here we are back again on track, we are Azubaland. Hello, I'm going to introduce you, my friend, one of best engineers. Joan Barata. <laughs> Hello, Joan. Nice to see you. I, in fact, I'm not seeing you, but it's nice to see you again. <laughs> Hello, it's nice to see you too, even though not really seeing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my name's Diego. I haven't told you yet, but my friend Joao Barat is at Lisbon, Portugal, and I'm here at Buenos Aires, and my name is Diego, I'm just a curious guy. And we are here to review two races, two great races that took place last week, and which one are we going to review first? Well, we will start with Formula One, with the Baku or Azerbaijan Grand Prix, um, which is a, a race full of events, don't you think? <laughs> It was a uh, part of the race was a little bit boring, but suddenly, suddenly it all exploded. <laughs> how Good. can I say? Mm, how can I say that I don't even know how are we going to do to review what happened? <laughs> but uh, I like it the race a lot. Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. It was like a, a roller coaster, a roller coaster of of emotion. So when that happens, it's always fun. Um, For us, the, the fans, it's always a good time in front of the TV, watching it, never knowing what happened, uh, what will happen. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. Absolutely. Do you like the track? I mean, this uh, city track with the longest straight of the season, mixing right angles, I mean, 90 degrees angles with very open ones, very very wide straights with uh, enormously narrow turns. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you like the track? Uh, I think uh, regarding the city, city circuits, it's like the best probably that I've seen, at least for this, uh, ge this generation of Formula One. Every city that wants to make a circuit for Formula One should look should look at this one and uh, use it as a template maybe because it really works and it's fun you have the um, usual like monaco part where maybe concentration has to be higher and the walls are very close and uh, it's a really really narrow track but then for for the fun part regarding overtakes you have a big big straight which is the only way to make overtakes possible with this formula one mm -hmm using and abusing of the DRS, um, <laughs> especially last Sunday. Yeah, uh, I think that for some cars it wouldn't be necessary. Like for a Mercedes to pass a Ferrari, if, he, if the guy is closer than one second, he doesn't need the DRS in this track. But well, that's, those are the rules. But maybe they, they, mm -hmm. could, they could start Maybe next year, with the new regulations, they could start to adapt more the DRS situation to each track. I know they do that, like, regarding the length of the DRS uh, zone, but maybe a more in-depth analysis would be would, would um, be better and work better. Mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah, we are, no, I was just going to say we had a very full of incidents. I think the major uh, question here is what really happened to the Pirelli tires again. I don't know if, if the debris justification is the right one. Well, I'm not an expert on tires, obviously. But some experts are saying that if it, were, if it was debris, uh, more people should have those. And uh, also there is a big coincidence to be on the same tire within the, the same range of laps uh, mm -hmm. that happened between Verstappen and Stroll. So yeah, as an engineer, I don't usually like to believe in coincidences. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, I will keep Pirelli almost at fault here until proven otherwise. And it's not good for the sport, not good for Pirelli, the brand. It's a safety issue. Uh, even if it was for Debris, it was a big safety issue because those were big impacts. They were lucky that there wasn't a car really close that hit them. Like Antonio Hubert didn't have that luck. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, because it was the, the main straight and you are going at 300 kilometers per hour. Yeah, but uh, ultimately that made Verstappen lose the uh, easy win, we could say. It was it was going to be an easy win for him, and that would, and that was what uh, made the race starting to be fun. Maybe. What do you think? I, I think uh, this uh, tires issue uh, made perhaps the, the things uh, much funnier than mm -hmm. than they were supposed to be, because mm -hmm. as you said, Verstappen um, was going for an easy uh, first place and. Perez being his effective wingman made uh, and made in his work, uh, how can I say, uh, annulando, um, making um, making things uh, harder from Hamilton made uh, a little bit boring the, uh, the first. But suddenly this issue of tires uh, changed the whole thing and made... Um, First with Stroll, then with with um, Verstappen, made a very converted it in a, in a sprint race. What was a strategy race to the sprint, and it was as you said, there it was a, a really amazing roller coaster. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, and what do you think of? Uh, I'm asking a lot of questions. <laughs> what do you think of the difference between Stroll crash? And Verstappen crash that were very similar, but the difference in one being a red flag and uh, the other uh, not being a red flag. Very good question, Joao. I think it was it was just opposite to what uh, Masse. I, I think he 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 would have uh, chose the opposite of what he did. Him, sorry, I think he decided the opposite race needed. I mean, about security. Mm -hmm. Straw crash uh, needed a safety car and perhaps a red flag. And burst up an accident, I think it deserved just uh, perhaps even uh, a virtual safety car and using uh, the pit lane during the remaining laps. But they say because of security, but I think the show they decided to use the red flag in yeah. first place and second to repeat on uh, standing start yeah yeah it was um, i completely agree it was for for the show totally the the red flag and and yeah the the standing start 
it was like with three laps to go there's usually no red flag that gets restarted and if it gets restarted it it will not be a standing start so yeah but that was really like a sprint race and i think we were uh, i think i sent you a message that those last laps if they will happen they will be fun well but i wasn't expecting it to be so crazy like not all the the two or three laps were crazy but especially the the first 500 meters probably where we saw a mistake by hamilton that yeah uh, it's not so usual later i would like to ask you about the magic brakes is that the name of the uh, magic uh, button <laughs> magic button yeah i am really surprised about the existence of such a device in, in a car. Uh, later, if you have time enough, I would like to, you to explain how, how does it work. Okay, uh, I, I can explain now if, if, if you want. It's, it's simply, it's simple. Okay. It's, okay. it's a simple thing. Uh, well, it's just a button that shifts the, the brake balance close to 90% of the front axle. And usually it's between 55 and, and 60. And they, they, do, they, they do this to help in in this formation lap things like that to heat up the tires because they heat up the brake and the brakes will heat up the tires mm -hmm. so hamilton used that in the formation lap we could say and generated more heat so we could uh, hit the tires with that button on like yeah and then supposedly he, sw he switched it off in the standing start procedure but somehow a mistake he did or i i, I don't know I think that the most obvious explanation was he just forgot to push it again. But, but no, they say that he pushed it and then pressed again. So reversed it to 90, mm. 90% on the front axle. And yeah, that, that was the, the best thing. And when you have 90% of the brake bias in the front axle, well, you see what happens. It just goes straight, but no chance, straight, straight ahead. So it caused that he simply couldn't couldn't afford the, the the first turn. He finally became last. Yeah, Mazepin finished ahead of him. Sorry. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> That's a first yeah. for for Nikita. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he must feel great. <laughs> Ahead of Hamilton and Verstappen, <laughs> just just saying. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, championship remains in the same state as in the beginning of of Baku race. Uh, it's so strange after all this. Uh, yeah, and and uh, well, it remains the same regarding the the, the two first guys, but um, we could say that. If this performance from Perez is real and applicable to other tracks, he gained a little bit. Uh, he was really far behind. He scored 25 points, so he's closer to Lewis and Verstappen. I don't think probably he has the the performance uh, to to compete with those guys. But well, if they make some mistake here and there, if they in a in a race crash with each other, well, maybe. Perez, uh, really sneaky and ninja style, could uh, uh, start to get closer to them. I don't know. Uh, it would be fun for the championship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, what about Valtteri Bottas? He nah. was uh, 
he was completely absent of the race. No, it, I cannot yeah. believe it. I don't have a, a, an explanation. It, it just like you see, it seemed if we painted that car the Williams livery, yeah, it would be okay. With the Mercedes, I don't understand. Even if it, they say that, yeah, it was the setup, he was not uh, uh, trusting the car or with uh, such a confidence on the car. Well, 12. Oh, uh, I. Alfa Romeo and both Alfa Romeo, so it's, it's strange. I don't know. I heard they were checking uh, another setup for him because uh, he he wasn't so confident, um, mm -hmm. and they even uh, the team used uh, an old um, front wing. Oh, mm. to, to, I, I didn't know about it. To encourage him, but <laughs> well, it was good. It was good, but. Um, it was uh, useless. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yes. And Vettel? Well, if we were thinking that Monaco was a uh, one-off one, uh, one race, this was the second? Or is still Vettel? Or is really Vettel uh, another guy now? I hope so. He uh, seems a little... Uh, 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 not a little. Uh, it seems much more relaxed, much happier in interviews and well, mm -hmm. but a podium. Of course, you will be happy. But you see, in, in uh, like uh, the the body language also, and and in his driving, of course, uh, also you can see that in in his driving, uh, it seems to be getting there. I hope so. It's good to see a name of his uh, stature with the name of the team that's also big, Aston mm -hmm. Martin, uh, being up there. And yeah, really happy for him. I thought you were going to say that he's became the, the, the leader of the team. Mm. <laughs> and perhaps, uh, I don't know um, if, you, if you think so, but uh, I do. <laughs> uh, so so faster, he he's becoming uh, the man with experience. In fact, he is the man with the, with the experience. Yeah. But he's also the man who is uh, reaching the the good results. Who is uh, making who who is uh, taking the main name of the team this mm -hmm. season and getting uh, the point. Yes. For sure, this all this situation it made me think about uh, the crash gate. <laughs> mm. uh, obviously, um, it has no relation with that. It isn't not even close the same. But a, a, a catastrophic result for one driver and a great result for another in the same yeah, team. Yeah, for sure. And on the final uh, note, well, a note for Pierre Gasly, obviously, for his podium, good performance all weekend long. Charles Leclerc, man, that guy and qualifying are something special. And in the race, it's difficult. The strategy wasn't good. Ferrari in that straight also, <laughs> we saw 
what happened it's, it's they difficult suffered to a lot they couldn't do anything else and finally even science having problems well as you said tire strategy were not good uh, i think they did the best what they had a little bit sad but uh, even leclerc said that it was a horrible lap the the, the parts uh, the, the circumstances made it that made that lap the, the fastest of mm -hmm. the quality he knew that it was it was not going to be a, an easy challenge and it wasn't yeah In fact, I believe he, he was he, he ain't gone to the first place more time than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I expected in the first corner he wasn't first top. <laughs> But yeah, another mentions to Alonso and Tsunoda. Two good races. Tsunoda was in uh, really needing a, a, a good and solid race at some point to get uh, more calm, more relaxed. To to ease up Helmut Marco also. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it was good. And uh, on the bad side, we already talked about Bottas, uh, Pirelli, uh, Hamilton's mm -hmm. mistake. But we didn't mention yet that Mazepin Schumacher thing in the end. It seemed that Mazepin almost puts Mick in the barrier. Mm -hmm. Well, that if you saw last year Formula 2, you know mm -hmm. that this See. will happen much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, more yeah. usually that, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. than we could think, yeah. It, it, it's replacing Kevin Magnussen, really. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you think so, poor Magnussen? No, regarding uh, regarding being dirty, not in uh, quality driving quality. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I could agree <laughs> that. But Magnussen is an uh, acceptable driver. Hmm? Yeah, not yeah. bad. He's not doing he's not doing it bad in IMSA. In fact, he he leaded a few races, hmm? but. Nikita, I think he's please. a good driver. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it for this race. I think it was a good race. It is best for me, best city track. And well, we'll see each other on the next one. <laughs> We cannot wait. But there was not only Formula One last Sunday, there was also MotoGP. And there was also MotoGP in a track that we know really well. What was that track? It was the famous Catalonia circuit. Well, I have to say that really glad about this, <laughs> the result of this race. Mm -hmm. uh, I can imagine, uh, yeah. Yeah. You 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 guessed why? Yeah, <laughs> good good race as you. It's it's the same thing over and over again in MotoGP. Good race overtake. Yeah, it was like Oliveira um, seemed to be controlling the the race, but you never know because the second place uh, many many times it was Quartararo was really close. Then Zarco was really close. He finished not even two tenths of, of a second shy of Oliveira, even if he was on uh, on the first place uh, almost all the race, it was not like a dominant performance in the sense that he opened the gap. We had the usual fights in the in the in the midfield. Well, I can say that your friend Nakagami didn't do a, mm -hmm. a great job. I was job going to ask about him. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, do you know? Surprise, surprise! Which which driver crashed? Mm, Mark Marcus? Yeah. 
ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Another one. Uh, well, it's been difficult for him to to not not uh, overdrive that bike. It seems. Yeah, it, it it seems that he maybe he knows that the bike isn't the best one and good mm -hmm. enough to fight for for the, the the top positions, but he wants to fight for top positions either way and mm -hmm. trying to do that, doing a lot of mistakes. That's the only reasonable conclusion that I can get out of this. But uh, so uh, I, I, now I understand. So so he overdrives the whole time. Um, yeah. You know, and and that makes him crash all races because he's going faster than than the bike. In fact. He, exactly. Uh, he, he don't want to settle and fight for eighth position. That's not for him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But you see that on the that the, the places that on are fighting for. So yeah, and um, yeah, regarding the other guys, we saw Ducatis are strong, uh, Zarco second, Miller third, and Zarco second on the championship. Watch out with the, with not a factory bike. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems that KTM new chassis that we talked in the previous chapter. Yeah, uh, and and we were. Not not knowing if if it was just like yeah they bring a new chassis and it was a coincidence that in that race they they did a good job well a KTM won the race and Binder was eight not the best but but was mm -hmm. eight seconds uh, behind Oliveira so not so much it, this is really close so so he, he was eight but he could have been fourth not a I think it's not a big deal but but it shows that they really made a step forward. Entering the fight for the championship, if his performance stays like this, mm -hmm. if, if this goes on, uh, that would be great. How much points are there from the first championship to the third? To the third, that is Jack Miller, 25 points. But mm -hmm. to Oliveira, it's 61. Mm -hmm. Yeah, much Quart more. Yeah. Yeah. He basically just finished the, on the points, basically in these two last races. Because in the other ones he crashed when he was mm -hmm. doing a good job. Yeah, so he's seventh in the championship. But I was just asking because, well, new chassis and you get a second and a first place. How many races remain Ooh, this season? Fifteen. Mm -hmm. Oh, a lot. <laughs> so if, if if this performance uh, goes on growing, KTM can fight. Uh, two drivers of some team? Yeah, Miguel Oliveira and Brad Binder. Mm -hmm. uh, and Brad Binder uh, renewed this contract, or KTM renewed this contract with Brad Binder for uh, more three seasons. I think three, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because of UZ, we can imagine that right now the first driver is Oliveira. Yeah, I think so. He is more experienced and, well, in fact, they were uh, also teammates in Moto2. Mm -hmm. I think Moto2, yeah. And uh, it was the, the same situation, like Oliveira was the experienced one. Well, one here more experienced, if we mm -hmm. could <laughs> say that mm -hmm. that is the experienced one. And yes, yeah, so I think he's the, the the first driver. But in MotoGP, that's not a such a such a thing. But but yeah, I think at least in regarding development, they would rely much more on Oliveira than Binder. But mm -hmm. they, I don't know if you know, but they have Pedroza as their test driver. So that's that's. Uh, Pedroza, Dan, Dani Pedroza. 
Dani Pedroza. So, oh, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't a know. A big luggage of experience. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. A big bag, a big bag of experience. So, yeah, that's it. And about the standings in the championship, you told that Oliveira was 63 points behind uh, the first one. And who's in the middle? Well, uh, we have Quartararo first, Zarco second, and uh, in between Miller, Banyaya. So we have Ayama followed by three Ducatis, okay? And not factory one being the first of those three. Mm-hmm. And then in fifth, Joan Mir, very regular, with Suzuki not being so strong like last year. And in sixth position, uh, Maverick Vinales, and well, 40 point difference from his teammates there is Quartararo and in the first place so mm. not good I expected much more from Vinales but but like uh, career wise you know uh, <laughs> in he, general he, you're yeah, almost, yeah. You are almost he, killing he, the guy <laughs> okay keep disappointing me over and over again okay yeah interesting thing that happened uh, with Quartararo I don't know if you saw in the last stages of the race Like the chest part of his suit, of his, yeah, how do you say, race suit, open. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ribs protection flyed, flew over. And so mm-hmm. in the last laps, he was driving without that protection and with the race suit open. Like with, you, you, you were seeing his chest. Uh, uh, is that legal? Can they ride without that protection? I don't think it's very illegal, but mm-hmm. uh, it is MotoGP and they usually do things <laughs> that are not so legal, like well, I broke my arm today I will ride the bike next Saturday, of course <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, he was penalized like three seconds five seconds, mm-hmm. something, well not so much of, of a penalty like uh, for this, I think The, the 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 logical thing in the situation would have been to how do you say warning a warning to mm-hmm. to, to Quartararo during the race that he just had to come to the pits and solve the situation. Yeah, it was like bad bad luck, but are things that happen. And imagine if he if he crashes without that and with his chest like uh, in the ground, man, he would be. Mm-hmm. Smashed and all that. It would, it would have been the last uh, thing he could. Yeah, the end. Yeah. It would have been a mess. And does MotoGP does MotoGP want wants a mess like that? Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If if I was in the race stewards, I know this is probably like a oh, but that's unfair or that's like how you say sissy thing to do to to call him to the pit. But mm-hmm. man, that. That was really, really dangerous. And that's it about MotoGP, I think. <laughs> okay, João, my friend. Are we ready to say goodbye? Are in our final straight of our final lap? I mean, this chapter at least. Yeah, yeah. I'm already seeing the checkered flag, which is my pillow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you're almost there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, let's say goodbye to all that ones that uh, were with us during the chapter. And let's see us, let's see one each other and the other ones uh, during next week. Yeah, next week. 
uh, we will have to, if there are no races, we will have to uh, uh, arrange something to talk about, but that's not difficult in the motorsports world. So we will see each other next week. So bye-bye, see you. Bye, see you.